Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of the Keystone Chapter of Community Associations Institute. As a community association manager or board member, it can be difficult to fully understand the financial, legal, and emotional impact the COVID-19 pandemic has had on the residents of your community association. While it's crucial to focus on budgets, board meetings, and other community obligations to get your community back on track, you can't lose sight of what matters most, reestablishing a sense of togetherness. We'll talk about this in detail with today's guest, Jennifer Harrington, Business Development Manager for Associate Mid-Atlantic AAMC. Jennifer, welcome to Community Matters Podcast, and please tell our listeners a little bit about Associate Mid-Atlantic. Thank you, Tony. So Associate Mid-Atlantic is the industry leader in community association management, We're part of Associa, which is the world's leading management company, and we've been in business for over 40 years. We have a very strong local presence with five offices throughout the CAI Keystone region, and our clients get the best of both worlds. A management company with state-of-the-art technology and leveraged cost-saving programs. Um, We also have a strong team of professionals who live locally and work locally, and they provide unsurpassed management and lifestyle services to the clients that we serve. Great, thank you for that overview. So let's get into our our interview here. What's the first most important thing that a community association can do to start to rebuild community and reestablish that sense of togetherness as the COVID-19 pandemic starts to recede and life starts to get back to what we consider to be normal? Tony, the first and most important thing I think all of us need to realize is that we're living in a new normal and we have learned how to pivot by providing events that are intended to rebuild community. We have found great success with taking polls within the communities that we serve with the use of different various communication tools. We found that involving our residents in the planning process gives us a better understanding of their needs. So just to recap, involve your residents and seek their input through vehicles like Town Square or SurveyMonkey or Google Forms. How can a community association make sure that owners and residents feel safe when returning to in-person events that may be hosted by their community? Our best practice is just to ask them, seek their input and feedback. It's also really important for board members and managers to stay informed with CDC guidelines, along with state and local ordinances and abide by them. Each resident has their own paradigm of what makes them feel safe. So much like at the recent CAI Expo, we need to keep in mind that for some, social distancing, hand sanitation, mask protocols and vendor compliance are still essential. Communicating event plans and seeking input from the association's attorney is also strongly recommended. Jennifer, you mentioned that Associa has conducted surveys and polls of of residents in your communities. Can you share with us, and I should say, we're recording this in in late July uh, 2021, and and we all know the the pandemic is not over. It's it's changing as we speak. Um, And so some of this might be 
um, different in a month or two or four, depending on when people listen to this. But can you share with us what your residents are telling you about their comfort level right now? Sure, Johnny. I think from our experience, the majority of our 55 and older communities have a very high level of vaccination rate and are very eager to get back to that community and um, activities as a group. And so they, um, the, the polls that we've done have asked if they're comfortable in indoor environments, if they're comfortable in environments where there's food involved. Um, and we've gotten a tremendous response and many of those activities have begun again in those 55 and older communities. Um, we do get a lot of response when we do polls um, and have had a lot of positive feedback. But we also, again, we have to have questions in our polls that are sensitive to people who may not ha have been vaccinated or may or may not be comfortable wearing masks. And so the questions really need to be tailored with sensitivity in mind and also an open-mindedness as to suggestions that homeowners might have um, and, and listen to what their concerns are as we go forward planning those activities. I, I appreciate you sharing that. That does correlate with surveys that we did, that CAI did prior to our June Expo. You know, we surveyed our membership as well about their comfort level. And we found by and large that a majority, a significant majority of members were comfortable coming back to in-person events. Um, but obviously that, that wasn't everybody. So we, we had to make those kinds of plans as well. Let me mm -hmm. ask you about uh, insurance. Are there updates to insurance requirements that you would suggest based on what everyone has experienced during the pandemic? I think communication is so key in this area, Tony. Many of our associations have actually asked their insurance broker to discuss some suggested updates in open meetings or through virtual town halls. Um, in addition, the association's attorney can also provide that guidance um, and have a question, a Q&A session in a virtual meeting to help put the residents' concerns at ease. Staying on top of things like the recent tort immunity in New Jersey and what that means to those communities is crucial. Greg Shivers, who's an attorney at Hill Wallach, actually just shared a, an article on LinkedIn with the reminders for board members and associations and management managers that the recently passed tort immunity in New Jersey only covers the events that are held within the community. So it doesn't cover things like trips offsite or events that are offsite and is only valid through the end of this calendar year. That type of guidance is really helpful when planning for future events. So in a nutshell, seeking guidance from your insurance broker and attorney are vital. That's always good advice. Um, what role can a community's vendors and business partners play in these efforts to reconnect and bring homeowners and residents back together? I think our vendors and business partners are as excited about getting back to some kind of normal as our residents. We need to stay vigilant and make sure that our vendors also follow the CDC protocols, keeping the health and safety of our residents and team members and their employees as a priority. Local business partners and vendors who serve our communities have come together to sponsor events, both virtually and in person. One of the events that we did was to partner with Brightview Landscaping and we hosted a webinar on gardening and there was a very lengthy Q&A 
and we got a lot of fantastic engagement from homeowners and board members. It gave fantastic tips on gardening in large and small spaces, just depending on the type of home you live in and the environment. And just remember that your vendors are excited to connect with the residents because it'll help strengthen their relationships with the residents and the community. Jennifer, there are certain obvious things that one thinks of when you're planning an event such as food and beverage, entertainment, perhaps an event theme. But in light of the ongoing public health challenges, what are the forgotten details that one really needs to pay attention to these days when planning in-person events at a community association? Tony, like we discussed a little earlier, we need to remember that not every resident will feel comfortable with in-person events, but that doesn't mean they still don't wanna be part of the fun. So one of the tools we can use is recording the event or live streaming and sharing that event to help keep everyone connected and to continue to create that sense of community. Many of our associations have created communication committees to keep everybody connected. We also need to have backup plans, more than one, since many of the programs are weather dependent. So being extra prepared with rain dates, plan B or even plan C, along with the ability to pivot and provide good communication will help ensure a successful event. Um, on a side note and personal note, a lot of bug spray and sunscreen are a must when we're planning all of those outdoor events. That's a good tip. Um, you've mentioned pivot twice now, and that is certainly <laughs> the word of the pandemic, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about reconnecting and reestablishing a sense of togetherness among residents and owners. Um, what about new new owners? Someone just moved into the community. You know, there's been a lot of home sales the last year, mm -hmm. the hot real estate market. So, and and new owners may feel even more disconnected moving into a new community because these events may not exist in the same format that they used to. So, can can these events? also help attract new owners to a community and also help, I guess, orient them into the community once they do move in? Absolutely. Oftentimes we think of events like these only in 55 and older communities that have lifestyle service programs, but that's simply not true anymore. Everyone is eager to build and create that sense of community because we've all been locked down for so long. And even if there's not a budget for social programming in your community, there are a lot of free and inexpensive ways to create successful events. For the example of developing communities, you want to partner with a developer for events and use their social media platforms. And that often brings a lot of success. If a community has a front facing website, they can actually list a calendar of events and publish those highlights of past events with pictures. I read in a, in a recent article that 87% of home buyers use the internet to research the communities they're interested in and search for that HOA or condominium association's website. When they're searching for a home in an association and they find an, attract, an active, engaged board and community, it increases the likelihood of their interest in purchasing that home. What are some of the trending events at communities um, based on what we've learned during the pandemic? Are there certain things that are more popular than, than, than other things? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of focus on outdoor type of activities so that we can have social distancing um, or if someone has a clubhouse or a space on site that can be used. What a lot of our communities have done is partner with local restaurants um, or have food truck events. 
and cooking demonstrations. There's been a few that the, the chef has actually worked right from the food truck and people put their chairs around in a safe distance and done cooking demonstrations. We have local gyms that for some time were closed, but we partnered with their instructors offering on-site classes in the community. So for things like quarterly runs or walks um, or something like yoga at the gazebo has been really successful. Uh, we've partnered with local nutritionists who have offered health and wellness seminars since uh, many people have experienced what they're calling the quarantine 15, those extra 15 pounds people have packed on since being home and eating has been uh, one of the activities uh, common during COVID-19. Um, lunch and learns are actually a great opportunity. And in our industry, and especially in community management, we would have vendors come and during our staff's lunchtime come in and do a learning session, teaching us something about updates in the industry or things that are important to the associations that we serve. But we've found recently that our vendors are doing lunch and learns in the communities where they work. So for things like uh, reserve studies, an engineering firm could come in and explain the importance of a reserve study, landscaping companies to give master gardening tips and education, or even our banking partners. Um, so those lunch and learns have been very popular. Uh, summer concert series featuring local singers and bands is always fun. My favorite new thing is golf cart parades in communities that are near golf communities or have golf carts. Uh, please do yourself a favor and Google golf cart parades. You'll crack up. There's some great pictures and it's a lot of fun while keeping socially distanced. Um, communities uh, have bike rodeos for kids of all ages, which is also fun. Uh, one of the newer things that has been very popular are drive-in movies or outdoor movie nights. I know that CAI did that for one of the award ceremonies, but renting an inflatable screen and playing movies um, indoors or outdoors or a drive-up if you have a large parking lot that you can use um, has been a lot of fun. A uh, few communities have done wine tastings, folks uh, sponsored by local liquor stores or local wineries, if you have them in your area, just having them come on site. And oftentimes they're willing to donate those items in small tasting um, situations. National Night Out has always been a large event in the communities that we serve and typically have local police, fire department and EMS willing to come and talk about safety in the communities. Um, and different uh, uh, opportunities for the kids to get to know, uh, climb a fire truck or get to know um, the, the local um, police and fire departments that support the community. This year's National Night Out, just as a reminder, is Tuesday, August 3rd. And then um, another popular one has been Best Decorated Holiday Home, not just for Christmas and for Hanukkah time, but also for Halloween or the fall. So things that we can do where we can stay distanced and still have fun and, and engage everyone have been, uh, those have been some of the popular ones we've seen. Those are all really exciting ideas. I'd like to come to some of them myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I would say too, um, the food events, you know, where society is so divided today. I think the one of the remaining things that helps bring people together is food. Okay. So I, I'll be at any event where there's food. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-15 notwithstanding. <laughs> Let me ask you about volunteerism, Jennifer. Um, during the pandemic, we've seen a tremendous need for volunteerism to help those in need. Um, and now that it, restrictions are easing, can you suggest ways that a community association can come together and help those who are still in need? Absolutely. So blood drives have been popular and ongoing, but again, allows us for that social distancing and safety Toys for Tots, so setting up a collection center or site 
or a few residents perhaps that are willing to accept those toys for donations on behalf of the association. Support for local food banks or doing a food drive is uh, so helpful in this time. Uh, one of the newer ones that I uh, learned about was a community yard sale, but not for personal gain, but for donations for Habitat for Humanity or Purple Heart. So, you know, everybody's been doing some cleanup of their home and um, purging of things that they might not need, but keeping in mind other people may. And so doing a collection for those type of organizations has been um, very um, rewarding for the communities. Working with a local nonprofit like a shelter or soup kitchen. Um, Associa, we're so proud. We, we really work hard to serve the communities um, around us. And we have a program called the Great Give Back. And so each year we are allowed to, um, during uh, our regular office hours, work hours, donate a half a day of our time, all of our staff. So we've done things like work at Phil Abundance Community Kitchen, packing lunches for kids who are food insecure in the summer. Um, we went and painted and cleaned the inside of a food pantry, which was in desperate need of some refreshing um, and most recently stuffing backpacks for local kids um, prior to going back to school. So your community can come together, donate supplies and donate their time and really give a hand up to those that are in need in our own community. Well, Jennifer, let me thank you for joining me today for this episode of our podcast. This has really been such a wealth of information especially for association board members and managers who may be working on plans to bring in-person events back to their own community, especially as we think ahead to the fall and the holiday season coming up. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-pa.delval.com. Dot org. Thanks for listening.